Yes or no? If less left unaddressed, do you believe the substandard public housing conditions pose a risk to tenants' physical, mental, and emotional health? If left unaddressed. Yes or no, can you ask me some questions yourself? You don't get to dictate what my line of questioning stuff. is, reclaiming my time. You're a very smart you man, so you understand the question. Please answer it. The, yes or no, the, if left unaddressed, which I believe they are unaddressed because this budget does not reflect the need, do you believe the substandard public housing conditions pose a risk to tenants' physical, mental, and emotional health? Uh, you already know the answer to that. Yes or no? You know the answer. Yes or no? I know the answer. Do you know the answer? Yes or no? Reclaiming my time. You don't get to do that. No. The time belongs to the gentle lady. This podcast has been brought to you by a four-eyed production. And now, let's start the show. Right back in Culture Shop Podcast. Okay, we black like we never live, like we never live. Yeah, we black like we never live, like we never live. Okay, we black like we never live, like we never live. Yeah, we black like we never live, like we never live. Hey, cut the mic on, fist up right on, man. You have no idea. Looking for that inspiration, man. We have that right here. Yeah, we got that good word, just that culture shock for your ear. Here with Courtney B, a girl named Tiffany. We making history. Your favorite podcast is on the net. Turn this up. Conversations about the culture that I bet that you love. Just two beautiful black women pushing one black ass goal. It's the culture shop I cast. It's about that time now. Let's go. Okay, we black like we never live. Like we never live. Yeah, we black like we never live. Like we never live. Okay, we black like we never live. Like we never live. Yeah, we black like we never live. Like we never live. Did you see Aladdin? Mm-mm. I heard it was really good. I heard that Will Smith did an amazing job. I heard it was good, but I haven't seen it yet. I don't think I'm going to the movies again until... Oh, it'll be this week. I think I'm going Thursday. Ma, it's not Ma, is it? Uh-huh. <gasps> Courtney! Yeah, I'm going on Thursday. Oh, my gosh. Let me look at my... I have to... Okay. Yeah, I'm going on I'm gonna Thursday. I'm going to write it down. To see that. All the good things come out this week. What else comes out? Ava. Oh, when they see us? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that comes out on the 31st. Okay. Yeah. So, Got to watch that, too. I know what I'm going to be up to. Movies, TV, film. All the things and trying to get some sleep, but not really because I don't know how to do that. <clears throat> you better figure it out. Soon and very soon. <laughs> soon and very soon. <laughs> we are going to see the king. You know I got to take everything back to church, girl. Listen, so churchy. <laughs> Courtney be churchy. Courtney be churchy, girl. Listen, I will get filled up and run all around this place. Um, you go to church yesterday? No, I wanted to. But I didn't make it. That's I was right. being a lazy butt. God knows your heart. He does. Really? He knows that's you see what how he say. jumped out? You see how he just jumped out on me right then and there? Fact. God be knowing. <laughs> he knows my heart. Well, let's not be rude. What's up, y'all? We black like we never left. I'm a girl named Tiffany. And I'm Courtney B. This is episode 62 of the Culture Shop Podcast. Ooh, child. And we just coming off of a holiday weekend. How was it? Girl, it, it was. It was what it was. It was what it was. You got some work done, though, right? I got a lot of work done. Okay. But I need to learn how to not work. That's the problem. I don't know. As long as you're enjoying the work, 
Right. You should be able to work all the time. Like, I like I like doing some of the stuff I do. Okay. You know, well. so I, I actually enjoy doing some of the stuff I do more, more than my actual job. Job, right. So it doesn't really feel like work. Like, I like having my stuff done. Fact. It makes me feel... Accomplished. Yes. And then Productive. I don't, I don't feel as guilty when I'm binging. Right, because you're like, Netflix. I did some things yes. that I was supposed to do. Which I, I binged this past week. Which it didn't only take me long to binge because it seems like the episodes like flew by, but I've watched Pose on Netflix. Oh, oh my god. god, so good! So good, it was so good. I was I kept saying, "Please don't let this be it." It's another episode. It's another episode. <laughs> I was sad when they finally got to the end of this season, but I'm excited for when it comes back on. So I binged that, and I watched She's Got to Have It too. I did Pose, and I started watching Lucifer, which I said I wasn't going to, but then my cousin Reggie came, and he stayed, and he was like, no, it's a good show. So I started watching that, and it actually is. Like, people are so creative with how they decide to navigate through stories that Mm -hmm. they know from their childhood. Now, what was this? Lucifer. It's on, um, it's a television series on Netflix as well. I I see it, but he's that... It looks scary. Uh, but it's not scary. It's it's a storyline. I don't know. I don't want to um, give away anything, and I will if I start talking about it. But that, she's got to have it too. And I watched this a couple weeks ago, but just recently restarted it with some friends of mine, Imposters. If mm-hmm. you have not watched Imposters, you can run through it. It's so good. Mm, I have to check it out. I see Lucifer popping up, but I'm just like, You don't want to watch nothing? Listen. That's called Lucifer. No, like, I'm telling you, that's, that's something... Listen, I do not play with it. It's this movie. What's the name of that movie? Her- Heritage. I think that's the name of it. Mm-hmm. Um, is it Heritage or Inheritance? No, it's Heritage. But it, it it's about that type of stuff, girl. And you know I like a good horror film. I will I will never watch that again. That's how demonic it was. I was like, oh, no. Like, you don't got to worry about me watching this type of foolishness no more. Like Skeleton Key? It w- it was worse than Skeleton Key. Nothing is worse. It than was Skeleton worse than Skeleton Key because I've watched Skeleton Skeleton Key more than once because they were just transferring themselves. Mm-hmm. This is about actually invoking Satan Got into you. your person, and I don't have time for that. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, we do not have to watch this anymore. Right. Um. So that's what has prevented me from clicking play. But if you say that it's not like it's not like that at all. Lucifer, it's the, not the ex uh, Angel of Music. He's supposed to be that, but it's like where they come down to earth, and then like Eve was his first love, and there's like a oh, whole story. Gosh. There's like a storyline. So then she's you know down here on earth, and as a matter of fact, the last episode that I was watching, they were like in a counseling session because Lucifer has been going to counseling. It's like they're real people. Got you in real life. And so, good story. Okay, I may have to check it out. I'm going to check it out. Um, Because now that someone has explained it to me, Mm -hmm. I may be more apt to actually look at it. But just from that, the, um, you know, like the image that they have for the the series. Yes. (laughs) I was like, oh, no. I can't watch that and and go to sleep easy at night. But Mm -hmm. I may have to try it. But, yeah, um, Netflix has been on point. Right? Their partnerships. We appreciate you. Yeah. They're hiring too. But what about this? We didn't Game of Thrones is over. Game of Thrones is over. Did you like it? So, <sighs> I've seen some spoilers, but I can't You haven't seen it? I can't personally oh, talk then about it. Never mind. It. Never mind. Then I'm not going to talk about it. But I will say this is all I have to say. 
Um, I don't appreciate how I heard it ended, though. Why? They had to wrap it up. I know, but they could have expanded the uh, episode. That's what I was going to say. It, yeah, it, they it, got it, the offer, and I feel like it was lazy, and it, it felt rushed. And Yeah, that was going to be my only, my not my only, but that's one of my concerns, is that from the first to the last episode to the last episode, it was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, it was parts in the last episode. Like, how do we... Get, how do we jump right here? Right. Towards the end, but... Somebody... Go ahead. I'm not going to give anything away. But the... And I think I mentioned this um, maybe on the last episode, but the actual creator of Game of Thrones... Is it just George R. George Martin? George R. R. Martin. Um, and the two... Um, Writers, executives. D&D. I can't remember what their names are. Um, I remember watching something from the last season when it was over, and... They're not, they're, they've gone off the book, so they're not in the books anymore. But they said that everybody, in essence, is going to get what they want, but it's going to come at a price. So I already knew, I'm like, this is right here about to be some mess. Like something, I'm not going to be satisfied with everything that happens. Just from them saying that. When they said that, I felt like John was not going to get the throne because he never wanted that. Um. And he's not, and then the thing too about, and I don't want us to do like we did last episode and just go on. Right, 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 right. But John is not built for that. He's like, he's truly like Ned Stark. He is not, he is like the moral compass of that show. Like when you think about it, he's one of, he's the most moral person on the show. Yeah. And that's not, you can't, you can't be, you can't wear your heart on your sleeve all the time like John doesn't be the king. But how I heard they did him was so, I still feel like that's a little grimy. But I digress. I don't feel like Cersei got what she wanted. But I feel like she did. How? What do you mean got what she wanted? She wanted the Iron Throne. And she had it for a long time. She had the throne for a long time. And she she never left the Red Keep. And she... You've seen that episode though, right? Which one? Her the and, one before. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Jamie. And she, she died in the arms of her beloved. That's not what she said she wanted. That's what he said he wanted. But what else did she, could she possibly want? Was to get Daenerys? She knew she knew good and well she wasn't going to defeat that girl with no damn dragon. Come on <laughs> she now. She did not know. And, she thought she was. And one of the things that I liked about the episode is, but really and truly, Cer- well, you haven't seen the last episode, but Cersei did get what she wanted because by her taking that stand and putting those innocent people of King's Landing... Okay, like, I, okay, I agree. You, okay. supposed to, you want freedom, and you're supposed to be so moral, and you're supposed to be a better queen than me. You care about these people. Right. So who's, are you going to kill them to get to me? So in essence, she, did she get proved she to wanted. them that right. she ain't no better than me. She's not She's not any better than me when it comes to being a queen because she's willing to kill all of you just like Cersei. I'll kill y'all too to get up here where I'm at. I don't know. I still felt like for a long time Daenerys was better than Cersei I was like I feel like she was driven to a different point Cersei just didn't care from the very beginning nobody did anything to her to well, make her crazy. um you know anyway I digress. but but watch it and then maybe okay. we can talk about oh for it. sure for sure we're um, gonna talk about because it because I have I have thoughts about about what happened to John too. About how I was initially, I was just like, "This is some bullshit." Yeah. But then when I thought about it and what actually happened, when you think about what they did, yeah, I feel like I'm just gonna be honest. I feel like it was a fair trade. So there are some things to dissect. I can't wait to yes, discuss. Yes, and it, it with took you. me a while to dissect them because okay. at first I was just like, 
<laughs> this is whack. This is over. And then, too, I had to separate my fanfare mm-hmm. from what they actually did because I feel like I wanted XYZ. I wanted Signs of the Kill. I wanted a uh-huh. lot of things, but I'm not the writer and the creator of the damn show. Right. I could dream up a thousand different theories about what I want, but at the end of the day, I ain't the one getting paid the big bucks to put the show on. So Fair. it is what it is. But moving on, I just wanted to throw that out there. All right. So to all of y'all Game of Thrones people, we got we got to find something else. Yeah, <laughs> something good. <laughs> Um, so as it pertains to my weekend, we did like this, uh, pre-summer kickoff cookout, mm-hmm. um, with a group of my friends. Amazing. The energy was right. The drinks was right. Were right. Um, I put some punch in my rum mm-hmm. and everybody loved it. Um, did a little bit of self-care, had some company over to the house and cooked on the grill again with those same friends last night. Mm-hmm. Just impromptu was like hey want to grab some steaks and stuff and throw them on the grill so it was really nice gotta get ready get geared up to go back to work but i feel like i maximized my weekend um and so moving right along so we've been doing say word very popular last week we had the word pejorative i hope you guys had an opportunity to use the word in your sentence but i do have a new word for you this week and it is aphorism Afrocentrism? You know that's not what I said. Oh, I thought that's what you said. Uh-uh. You know that's not what I it said. It sounded like what you said. I mean, it was close <laughs> phonetically, but not really. Aphorism. I'm going to spell it for you guys just in case you're at home writing it down. It is A-P-H-O-R-I-S-M. And an aphorism is a proverb or a short statement expressing a general truth, a pithy observation that contains a general truth. And so, an example of an aphorism would be, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Everybody's heard that before. So, is it kind of like a colloquialism? Something like that. So, if you're, if you're thinking in terms of synonyms, they used one in the definition, proverb, um, a saying, a motto, a truism. Um, what's an, an adage? An expression. Age-old adage. Age old adage. Mm-hmm. Um, a slogan, a tag, an epigraph, like all of those things. So it's something that black folks use a lot. Yes. We, we use a lot, of, a lot. A lot. Okay. Just don't know that it's called that. Ooh, but now you do. Now we do. Okay, thank you. That was good. No problem. So hopefully we'll have an opportunity to use it during the episode and you find a way to use it uh, in the workplace, at school, amongst your friends and family. Teach them a little something new that you learned over at the Culture Shop Podcast because we are here to educate. Some days. Right. I knew you were going to say that. Sometimes I got time to be teaching y'all's asses because you're hard-headed. Balance. Okay? Balance. You don't want to listen. No, I'm just playing. Y'all be listening. <laughs> <laughs> so every week we talk about the good, bad, and indifferent. We let you know what's been going on in the world. We tell you how we feel about it. You do not have to agree. We often don't agree with one another, but that's what makes for an excellent show. I think we we agree to, to about stuff more than we don't. Don't you? No. Oh my God! See, look, See, I'm being be disagreeable. disagreeable. <laughs> oh my goodness! I couldn't help myself. <laughs> um, so, uh, what's something that happened in the world this week that was impactful to you? Um, well, it actually happened last week and this week. Okay. So, y'all know I gotta talk about this because I feel like one day they're gonna have me on the show. But anyway, um, last week we talked about the spinoff from. Blackish, which okay. is mixedish, focused on Rainbow, mm-hmm. who is Andre's wife, which is Tracy Ellis Ross. And in real life, 
Kenya Barris's wife, the creator of the show, is actually a um, real mixed race physician. So it's she's actually the real rainbow, and that's her name on Instagram mm-hmm. too. But I alluded to the fact that it was like an oversight or a blunder to have this, you know, just strong contrast between um, Rainbow's mom as she is on um, Grownish, which mm-hmm. is a uh, extremely fair-skinned black woman, to then having Tika Sumter, um, who is a dark-skinned woman, as her mom in the prequel right. in Mixed Dish. A beautiful woman, by the way. Yes. But after Clarity this week and talking to one of my friends, shout out to Ami, mm-hmm. I had the you know epiphany that maybe this is actually intentional because if not for Tika Sumter in this spinoff, this prequel, there, I mean, other than like maybe a teacher or some, you know, just outlying cast member, mm-hmm. there would be no representation of a dark-skinned, beautiful black woman. Right. So I feel like putting Tika there was more so intentional than I had <laughs> joked about on the last episode. So I wanted to clarify that and just say, okay, like I'm, I'm trying to like widen my lens and think about this from another perspective um, because representation is important and even though we're going to have a light skin Aunt Viv, dark skin Aunt Viv situation, it shows that they are thinking about the images that they're putting out into the world right? and the sensitivities and the, and the immediate knee jerk you know, response to hearing it at a show called Mixed-ish because right. some people just have an intense reaction to that just based on their experiences and how they were raised and if they have you know issues with colorism mm-hmm. and that type of thing so I feel like it may initially appear kind of weird but when you really think about the underlying context it makes a lot of sense to right. have her on there so Full I just circle. wanted to clarify that you know what I, I can appreciate that you know you went home you yeah. were introspective you thought about that thing and you were like you know what maybe I wasn't right right because Courtney be wrong sometimes now it is only about Point See what I'm saying? Zero, this zero, right here. Two, one percent Somebody, please come. But you I can what? take that. I can take that. You know that this uh, is minuscule one amount of those of instances where I'm gonna disagree with you. <laughs> You're <laughs> wrong you much more often than that. No, I can't help. Okay. Okay. I need you to put on your agreeable pants. Before only, we start if, only if it makes sense. We're already recording. <laughs> No. <laughs> go go get your agreeable pants and put them on and come back. I don't even like pants, so you know there's that. Um, you know, but since you were being transparent, mm-hmm. I'm going to be transparent as well. Okay. I too. I too. I, I too. <laughs> messed up last week. I was strong and wrong when I was talking about that Loud, song. strong and wrong. I miss you. Come back home. I was giving it to Faith Evans all day, and it was Monifa. It and was. you, my sister, corrected me, like, much later. It was. And you know what? It's just, let me see how God be working. So... When I was on my way over here, those of you who don't have title, you know, you may not understand what I'm about to say, but like on title, like if you go and you pick a particular song, mm-hmm. you know, when that song ends, they'll just start playing songs in that category right. or, you know, songs that, that are relatable to that initial song that you went and selected. Right. So when I was on my way over here, I had this strong urge to hear Sunshine by Coco. <laughs> Okay. I don't know why I want to hear that song. But I was like, I just really want to hear that song. So I played that song. And so then, it's, honey, it started taking me to the Janais. It was just taking me to the it's group a good, theory. That's a good playlist. Ooh, child, I was in You should have made a playlist off of that. Listen, banging. I was in my car with the, honey, sunroof back, windows down, just, you know, 
feeling it. Right. And then as I left here, that song came on <laughs> out of the blue. Monifa. Uh, uh, it just came on. I was just like, oh my God, that was not Faith Evans. And so Monifa. that's when I, you know, messaged you was like, uh, we, we got that wrong. Yeah, that's all good. <laughs> I appreciate you reaching out to me and uh, you know, it's important to be able to admit where where you're wrong or where you've made error. Yeah. So. It's it's uh it's imperative to your growth as a person. You know, even even though some of us only have that small margin of error in our lives, you know, like me. You know, you wouldn't you know, know anything about that. We still have I, to you know. acknowledge that small percentage that of the time we're very low, like sixty percent, like 40, 40, 48. <laughs> I'm gonna be nice, forty eight percent. Speaking of people, then whose growth might have been stunted somewhere along the way, let's talk about Harvey Weinstein right quick to get it out of the way. So this week I read that um, he reached a forty four million dollars settlement dealing um with the sexual misconduct lawsuit mm-hmm. <laughs> um now if you just read that in passing you, you probably thought like that's not enough based on the number of women who have come forward well just want to tell you a little bit more about how despicable it is it's 14 million of that 44 million is in legal fees the other 30 million is for the alleged victims payout but and this is the worst part he's not paying it his insurance is paying it out for him. What kind of insurance is that? Child, I don't know. I Listen, do you sign up for, like, sexual misconduct insurance in the beginning? Like, I, I'm not sure how that works, but that happened, and Ashley Judd, who was one of the front runners in this whole... Um, I love her. ...legality, uh, the legality... Tongue-tied Tiffany is back, per usual. Um, in the legality of all of this... She uh, made it clear that she is not in that number and she still plans to see him in court. If you'll remember, she sued him for defamation. Um, She came out back in the 90s and said, you know, that she couldn't get jobs because he was defaming her. And so she definitely plans to see him. Good for her because she did like go on a hiatus or just disappear for a while. It was like at one point... She was in everything because she was in Kiss the Girl. Yep. She was in she Double was Jeopardy. Good. And beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and Double Jeopardy is one of my favorite movies. And I remember the first time I went to New Orleans, I made it a point to go to the cemetery yes. where, you know, she was like hiding from him and stuff. And I made yep. it a point to go there. Now the the place where she actually hid is not there anymore. They they took that part down. But the tour guide tour guy made it a point to take me to where it was. Like, this is where it was. And yeah. I like, took a picture in front of it because I just love that movie. Yo, um, Double Jeopardy was so good, but we were so little when that came out. Yeah, we were, but I loved it. I used to have it on Me VHS. too. I used to watch it all the time. <laughs> My mama would let me too. Yeah, that was a good movie. That's where I started learning about, like, court cases and what you could get away with and what you could. That, a that, time that movie to kill? Ta- taught me something. Ooh, mm-hmm. Wait. Because she was his wife in A Time to Kill. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I love me some Ashley Judd. I just think that even back in that in that time, granted, the fact that she is, you know, a white woman in Hollywood, to me, she's not the typical, you know, Hollywood standard of Barbie, blonde hair, blue-eyed beauty. She was just a normal brunette girl brunette. Mm-hmm. that just happened to be cute and could act. And um, although she does have... She comes from a, a famous family. But I just felt like she she was a good representation of, you know, actresses at that time. And it was like, we had her in those movies, and then it was just like, where did she go? Yes. You know, and then she popped up years later with a totally different face, and I'm like, sis, what happened? Right. Like, what did you do? But 
I'm glad that she is standing up to him and like, no, you're not just about to just because she can't get that time back or those jobs back. And mm-hmm. think about the money that that has cost her and the the opportunities that that has delayed her from receiving because you want to be an asshole and just I ain't trying to be playing, but that is one ugly man. Like he he would have to be in a position of power to get and to treat people like he's been like he's been treating them because he is horrible looking. <laughs> Dang. I'm just like yikes. Like, they should have been paying you to be quiet, sir, right. because I would never want anybody to know I was with you. <laughs> Courtney. I'm just saying, honey, no, 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 no. So what you're saying is if you out here looking like a Harvey Weinstein, don't talk to you. If you don't want me. Then don't talk to me. Then, you know, that's right. my song. <laughs> right. I tried not to do that, but you right. you took me there. I can't help it. You know, honey, Tasia, I got to, we got to get on Tasia. I got to, I got to get her out of my sphere. Every time I hear something that reminds me of a Tasia song, just she comes out. get it out. The church comes out. Okay. Yes. Okay. So just so I can go ahead and get it off my chest, can we talk about someone else who makes, I don't want to call them anything ugly, but they make. You, this is the place where you got to be real, got to be real. That's fair. Got to be real. Fine. Can we talk about another dummy? (laughs) Oh, yeah. See, I like that. See, now we're right here. No, see, you're just trying to get me to be like you. (laughs) I can't. Ben Carson. Uncle Ben. So, I like Uncle Ben. Like the rice guy? Yeah, I like that Uncle Ben. I like this one. Okay. So, Ben Carson versus Katie Porter. We didn't get a chance to talk about this last week, but it's the Rio versus Oreo. Um, So, if you guys don't know what Rio is, it's uh, real estate owned. And I understand it to be like government or like bank owned property Mm -hmm. after... um, it's not successfully sold at auction after, what do you call it, foreclosure? Mm-hmm. If I'm not right, somebody will keep me honest who knows a little bit better than I do. You know who should know better? Ben Carson. Who is the head of... HUD. Yeah. Which is the Housing and Urban Development. Um, appointed by y'all's president, not Y'all's mine. dumbass, orange-ass president. Right. Um, so... Uh, where was I? Representative Porter, she was questioning him and she asked him if he understood what Rio was and he fumbled through it and then no, before he fumbled through it, he was like she was like Rio and he was like Oreo? Trying to be funny. Why why would she why and I only bring it up because I know people have talked about it, but Benjamin Solomon Carson Senior, sir. You are known as one of the most brilliant neurosurgeons ever. Like, he's had so much success with twins and... What was it? Those conjoined twins that he successfully separated from the back of the head? Wasn't he the um, neurosurgeon who did the surgery on the the fetus while it was still in the Mm -hmm. womb and that was successful? I mean, just awesome. Which Which makes me so sick because... You know, as a community, we should be wanting to celebrate him. Right. And and I'm not saying that... I have know, a tough time not celebrating him for those reasons. And I don't... It's not that I don't... I wouldn't want him to... Like, I don't agree with anything he says politically. Right. But I think that I would feel at least somewhat confident if you were in a role that you actually knew something about. Right. Then I could be like, you know, he's an asshole, but he knows what he's talking about in regards to this. Exactly. But, this but is, you don't know nothing about housing and urban development. Like I think, nothing. And doesn't want to, I don't believe. This is what people mean when they... So I, I always have trouble with the phrase, stay in your lane. 
but this is what people really mean or yeah. this is what it really means when they say stay in your lane you went to Yale for undergrad you went to medical school I think at Michigan I think I read that one time before in, in, in a book somewhere but I went to medical school at Michigan and brilliant is not even a word I want to associate with you but you're obviously in, in your you career, have some brilliance in his career field of choice right he, you can say you can say that because it is what it is he is brilliant at that right but when you step outside of that don't do that no no, no 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 you you need to stay over there where you at and that is total that's where we need you at right that's where patients that, need you at that i'm pointing at at me right now because she just said something by not operating in your true gift somebody is missing out yeah somebody is negatively adversely affected because you're not operating in the gift and that's a word for anybody but because you're over here messing around with the government like you didn't have a good paying job to begin with why not why not you know be over like the cdc something that you something to do with what you actually know and um i i think i think i posted it to our site where and i wanted to talk about her um too um, today, um, Representative Ayanna Presley, uh-huh. when she clearly asked him, do you not feel that, you know, not having sustainable housing is a detriment to health? Right. And she's like, Mr. Ben Carson, as a brilliant pediatric neurosurgeon, right. we're going to sit here and not answer the yes or no question that not having a sustainable living situation is detrimental he, to he health. Knows really, this he is knows better. This is your expertise. Better. And you, you can't even say yes or no because you know. And then I love when she was like, would you let your grandma stay in, in the projects? Would you let your grandmother stay in a project with mold and all this stuff? Would, would you think that was healthy for her? Right. No, you would not. But, but you can't even answer that question because you got your head so far up Trump's ass. Right. Now you can't answer it. You just won't. Just, oh, girl. I know. I just had to bring it up right quick. But what's the lady's name that questioned him about the REO? Uh... Representative Katie Porter. Can we just give her some snaps? Because she be getting, not only Ben Carson, she be getting everybody, everybody together. together. Yes. You want to be over something. She, and you know what? That that right there is, even though he's black, you know, he, he still has an element of privilege because, I mean, he's a millionaire. He's rich as yeah. hell. So he, and he's a man. So he has that going for him. Mm-hmm. But it just goes back to how you see these white people excel to these positions and and they don't even know how to do the basics of the job. Mm-hmm. Because how can you be the head of a financial group when you can't even calculate interest? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't... How did you even get there? Right. You can't even calculate simple credit card interest over a month. Right. You can't even tell me what these terms mean. But you have people that are under you that are getting paid pennies they're expected to know how to do all of this stuff, their job and your job. That makes no to sense. real life. And I, it's funny that you say that because I was going to bring up the point regarding Ben Carson, like his whole education and all of that. So I just want people listening to this to be encouraged, whether it's you or your children, your nieces or your nephews, whomever you have in your life that you're mentoring. Just remember, it does not matter if you went to Yale or Michigan State or a&T or Shaw, it does not matter. Just be intelligent, do your due diligence, and you could be smarter than this because this ain't right. None of it is. What's that show? 
Are you smarter than a fifth grader? Yeah, most people aren't. <laughs> the CEOs are not smarter than a fifth grader. For sure. Just just keep that in mind because I'm just like they've learned the art of delegating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. You delegate to highly intelligent people. Which you would think that the dummy in office would have done that. <laughs> if I don't know, I'm gonna get the, the best people in these positions that I feel like know how to do this shit. Right. But but then that speaks to narcissism because Jesus he believes Christ. that he does know. So I'm a I'm a very stable you, genius. <laughs> I'm a very stable genius. Who says that? Like somebody who's not stable no, you're and not. not a genius. <laughs> um what else well since we're on the in this vein of talking about politics yeah i guess i can go ahead and mention this since we talked about her and just to you know kind of keep a flow of the podcast going and not be jumping all around representative ayanna presley has introduced a bill to combat um maternal mortality yes and it is a like a i guess a co-bill to um legislation that senator cory booker had um entered into the house and basically what it would do is expand medicaid coverage for women up to a year after giving birth which now um the limits under the social security act um is like up to 60 days and it's going to be called the mommy's act which i just thought was cute but mm-hmm. it's called the mommy's act maximizing outcomes for moms through medicaid improvement and enhancement of services um and so it'll give them care like postpartum care um and it, and it also won't limit um, them seeking health care to just um, maternal related issues yes. which if you think about it the amounts of postpartum depression that you see even up to a year or so after somebody's given birth if it's untreated yes. like if you only got 60 days how are you going to get That's actively nothing. treated for postpartum depression right so I think that that is awesome. I'm hoping that it um, passes. And one more point that I wanted to make um, is that Medicaid paid for 43% of all births in the U.S. in 2017. So, you know, if, if there is a Medicaid expansion for moms, this would directly impact those of lower incomes. Mm-hmm. But the, the point that I took away from seeing or reading that 43% of births were paid by Medicaid is is which we know this but the idea that you know came along with like Reaganomics and the welfare queens we think that it's only us but we don't make up 43% of the United States exactly so we say this all the time yeah um so that's one thing that's just always it's just always mind-boggling to me how you have this research you have these these stats and this information but yet and still you opt to get on tv and to spin it and to use the Southern strategy and to use dog whistles and to make, you know, to use otherism to make us the enemy. When yep. you have the, the information, mm-hmm. you, you see that it's not just us who need access to these services. It's but what did everybody. I say last week? I, I talked about how, like, it's all in how a thing is framed, period. Mm. And, and I'm going to tell you this, and I, I definitely want to get into it at some point in the show, just about, like, blacks and black wealth and stuff like that. Um, but... If black people somehow miraculously evened out the playing field and black people, like there weren't any black poor people or not a lot of black poor people, um, they would change the narrative about WIC and about low-income families and how to assist them. You're right. I can't even... I mean, I, mean, I just got to give you some snaps. Appreciate okay. you. Yeah, um, 
and one more thing that it is also going to do, and, and this is one thing that I struggle with too, which I know why it's this way, because I mentioned this, I think, last year on the podcast. If you, even if you're a man and you don't know anything about what we're talking about, you have a wife or sisters that are having babies or whoever, there is a documentary called, um, what is the name of the documentary? I just forgot. It's by Ricky Lake. And I think it's called like, uh, it's what's the name of the documentary? I can't think either. It's about so, giving birth. The business of giving birth. Yeah. So, um... Because that's when I was like, I do not want to be rushed. I don't right. want... The, the, none of that. The, the business of being born or the business of giving birth is something, something in that regard. Um, but also under Medicaid, what would hopefully happen is they would expand coverage for doulas because it's found that yes. women who have access to doulas prior and during birth have better... Um, outcomes and it positively affects women of color. Women of color do better with a doula rather than with doctors and nurses in the hospital. That I mean, you think about it, you just show up, not necessarily the doctor because you've been seeing you've been seeing him the whole time. But still, if they not have a bias or some type of you know mm-hmm. they're not believing you or listening to you, you know you could still have that issue. But you show up to this hospital with all these strange faces is all this stuff going on and if you've never really been in that type of setting it could prevent you from speaking up when you're having um issues and not only do i think that they need to expand coverage for doulas but they need to expand coverage for lactation consultants because i Mm -hmm. work in insurance and it is not covered right you don't they don't cover they don't even cover breast pumps right or lactation consultants which absolutely makes no sense because it's a breast pump when you know that babies are healthy. Babies are healthier when they're breastfed. Yes. The moms are healthier. It releases hormones that help reduce postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. All of this is good, but if you think about it, if they're lactating, they're not spending money on formula. Right. So it's just it's just in the words of our problematic, uh, one of our problematic kings of comedy is the money game. Right. This the money this game. This is the money game. So I think that. As we become more educated, black women need to think about how they're responding to their health care. And even though I know that it, it, it's costly, think about those other options if you can afford those options. Yeah. And even if you can't afford it, if you are or even if you can't afford it and you're someone who's had the luxury of um, receiving services from a doula or a lactation consultant, y'all always go to church. Have a little uh, in-service where you talk about it for free. Yep. Like, there are ways that you can help impact and educate those in your community, even though they don't have access to it. You can, Just giving them the information will be able to help. Yep, even if you're just planting a seed. I yeah. agree. And it is called the business of uh, being born. The business of being and born. And I do want to make one point um, that you stated that you show up and you don't know anybody but, but the doctor because that's who you've been seeing. But a lot of times, that's not happening anymore either. What's happening now is because a lot of births are scheduled. And and I realize, like, doctors have lives and stuff like that. But what they'll do is rotate you mm-hmm. so that you meet all the doctors. If you think about it, like, you're pregnant for nine months. Like, you're not going to the doctor every single week. Mm-hmm. So you're 
having touch points with different doctors because you may end up having them deliver you. So you really don't develop a relationship with one doctor in particular for the duration of your nine months. Or they, they induce you because they're about to go on vacation, but we ain't going to get into that. Girl, that's what I'm... That's why I said I don't want to be rushed. I will be infuriated. You ain't going to get into that. I have so many peers that have had that experience. It's the saddest thing. And what do you do? Like, in that moment, you're already in distress and you show up and you you know that your doctor is either on vacation or getting ready to go on vacation i have um gosh never mind let me not tell this story because i don't want to get it wrong and one last thing since we're talking about health because you know this is my thing y'all love to talk about all day but um another thing for not just black women who are pregnant but just us in general if you go to the doctor and it's something wrong and you know it's wrong and they tell you oh go home take some time don't do, yep. don't do this ask them to document that in your chart right i say you refuse to do this i just want you to document that i asked for xyz and you refuse to do it right i bet you they'll do it they'll find a way to do it chile so that's um, it um okay good news tupac mosley tupac's back um did I say that right? Yeah. Okay. Tupac, yeah, <laughs> Tupac Mosley uh, has a good word for you guys this week. He is a 17-year-old um, from Tennessee. He's graduating. <laughs> He's graduating as valedictorian of Raleigh Egypt High School in Memphis with a 4.3 GPA, Woo-woo. having earned $3 million in scholarships and being accepted to 44 colleges already check this all while being homeless um if you haven't had an opportunity to see any of his interviews or read his story please go do your googles he's um he said your location is not your limitation this is his good word anything that is a blockade is not something you can't overcome so true what happened was mosley and his mother were homeless because Mosley's father passed away in 2017 this is really just a testament to how close most Americans most individuals are to being out on the street like you think you have it like that you really don't if you don't have you know income saved up saved up and saved up then um I mean say insurance policies really really matter those are but that's one thing I really learned from my, my mom and my grandmother um Get your insurance policies. That's okay. that's how they continue to put wealth gaps with us. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to talk about the wealth gap yeah, today. because you don't think about it, but with generations past, just think of everybody had a significant life insurance policy. For sure. You'd be fine. You'd be fine. And you could then pass that on to the next generation, and it just keeps going and going and going. Not to say that, you know, if it's going to be millions of dollars at once unless somebody has a million dollar life insurance policy but just that weight that it takes off of the the people that are left here after you agree is important it's funny because somebody said one time that that's why um black people mourn differently than uh their caucasian and i I know that there are other uh, factors like the sense of community um you know having we've talked about this on the show before like having to raise um you know our family's children and just being close-knit and staying with our family longer and stuff like that. But also that, yes, other people, like Caucasians, for instance, and just generally speaking, they grieve. But they also know, like, whew, like, everything's going to be okay. Mama left me something. Like, we're grieving and upset. And the, we can pay two for different things. 
We can take care of, you know, with whatever we have left, whatever bills we can. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have to put up a GoFundMe for her. Right. You know what I mean? Like It's tough. That takes off. Like, you already have to grieve. Yeah. You don't want to have stress about worrying how you can pay for it. On too. top of it. Yeah. Right. You can't even grieve properly. So, um, his father did pass away in 2017. They got behind on the bills. The home was foreclosed. And boom, just like that, they were homeless. So, shout out to um tupac for being handed lemons and making lemonade out of that bad boy or lemon cake or whatever has lemonade that you love because he really said that once that happened to him it made him focus like okay it's almost college time i really need to have it together and here he is yay that is just so that's just so awesome and it's just a prime example of that black boy joy honey Mm -hmm. that they try to steal but they can't they can't they can't and they can't have it it reminds me. I also watched um, Wanda Sykes' special on Netflix. That Did is a you? funny lady. She is funny. That lady I didn't is get a chance. funny, but she, um, just hearing his story makes me think about what she said when she went to the um, African American um, History Museum in D.C., mm-hmm. and she just talked about how she she mentioned something like, oh, y'all should go. And she was like, it got quiet. And she was like, oh, yeah, I know y'all white people, y'all don't want to be sad. You know, tell me, you feel like it makes you sad. (laughs) She was like, but it didn't make her sad. It made her proud because it just shows that we can do anything. Yes. Look at all of the stuff that we have gone through and we are still making it. So that right there is one of the, you know, prime examples of you can make it if you want to. Mm -hmm. You can make it if if you really set your mind to something regardless of how crazy the circumstances may be. That's because, fact. I mean, there's no reason why he should should be doing as well as he is, given his circumstances, circumstances if you let the media tell it or right. statistics tell it. So he's showing us that have all of this that and we ain't got no excuse. Right. It can be done. It can be done. Um, you and I discussed this, uh, Sierra... And so I just wanted to, I'm getting a side eye. But Sierra got accepted like into Sierra. Harvard. Don't say side eye because they're going to think I don't like Sierra. No, I like she Sierra. loves Sierra. Um, them dance moves be on point. But Sierra got accepted into businesses, uh, Harvard's business school. And we talked about, well, you informed me that people were dragging her. I obviously I haven't her. been paying close enough attention. So the dragging came, as I understand it, from the fact that she got accepted into the business school program. Mm-hmm. And that you pay $10,000 for the program, and it's for a couple days. And so it's kind of like, well, of course you got into Harvard because you could pay for it. But, but I did some reading, some research, and you still have to be selected for this program. And there are celebrities that have been turned down. Not only that, but it's not just a Harvard business school program. It's specifically the business of entertainment, media, and sports program, which is right up her alley. So for me... Looking at Sierra, this is the definition of level up. Like, yes, it costs $10,000, but the students are taught, like, how to develop and execute more effective business strategies, uh, how to debate and analyze the business and technology trends, um, and something else. Oh, how to launch and manage creative uh, products and portfolios more strategically. So, shout out to Sierra. Can I say one thing? I don't know. Is it going to be negative? Are you going to be disagreeable? No, I'm not disagreeable. Okay, go. Um, I just have a suggestion. I think that it's good. Stop it. (laughs) Okay. I think that it's awesome that Sierra is learning all these different strategies um, because maybe she can implement that into her uh, own album releases because 
something needs to be reworked and rerouted. So kudos. How you gonna expect no, the no, people no. that believe that you love Sierra because when you I, had to slide in a little bit of shade, no, you just could not help no, yourself. No, 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 that is not shade because if I if I didn't like Sierra, I would give two craps about her about how so she you, is. So you schooling her? Uh, yes, because but that's what she going to Harvard for. Good, because you need to learn some things. And I'm not saying that she hasn't, that she's not um, talented or that, you know, her music is, you know, has been trash, for, you know, but she is the princess of Crunk and B. That's what you, you need to, that's where you need to stay. Right. All of this other dance, poppy, these half-ass album releases where you don't have a hit on the radio but got a whole album out that don't nobody know nothing about. I'm just being serious. The whole album sounded like throwaway tracks. It sounded like that you had an album that you released a year ago and this was just not good enough and then you put this out. Mm -hmm. I just feel like she can do better. I feel like people who grew up on goodies and oh and one, two, set, we deserve more. (laughs) Like, we want more for you, Sierra. So, hopefully... This will, you know, spark some new creative direction. Because I just feel like, like I feel the same way about her, that I feel about Monica, mm-hmm. that I feel about Kelly Rowland. What are y'all doing? We're going to leave Monica alone for right now. Yeah, because she's going through a divorce. Yeah. But prior to the divorce, it was still some lackluster albums being put out. But she could have been going through some things. Uh, yeah. And we all know Monica can sing down. She what? is a legendary staple in R&B music. So I am not shitting on Monica. I feel the same way about Keisha Cole. Mm-hmm. I, we need y'all back because a lot of the girls, I'm just saying, a lot of the girls don't really have the vocals, okay? They have cute, catchy, over trap beats. It's not too many singers, which right. Sierra, I mean, which Sierra is. Sierra, yeah, but, she's, she's you know, a dancer. She's a dancer, a but Janet Jackson is not a vocalist, mm-hmm. but Sister will, will dance you down and she will give you an album right. and a tour. Sierra could be touring right now. I would go see One Two Step. I would Let too. Missy come out. Cause I'm gonna be right back in freshman year, like, like ain't never black like we never. I told you I saw Sierra and Chris Brown in concert with Tiffany Evans. It was one of the best concerts I ever been to. Listen, y'all need to hire me. Who who I need to talk to? (laughs) Who I need to talk to? Because it's what y'all doing? It's going over the airwaves. They heard you. Okay, Sierra, I'm proud of you. I'm glad that you're going to learn some new strategies. Strategy, mm -hmm. portfolios. Implement that into your own. Music. If you even want to do music, you may just be like, no, I'm over here. I mean, you could Rihanna <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and I'll be fine with that. But just don't play with me. Right. <laughs> like, either you're going to do the damn thing. Or you ain't. Like Beyonce said, I did the damn thing. Either you're going to do the damn thing or you're not, sis. Right. But more power to you and your husband and your beautiful baby. Are we Who talking knows? about Nessa and Janelle today or are we moving on from the white tears? I mean, it's typical white tears. But this is my question. Why is she on that show? Why is Nessa? Is she like a host? I don't know. I feel like she was like hosting or like co-hosting or okay. something like that. That's where I was confused about. I was like, why is Nessa even on T-Mom? I didn't know. Honestly, I didn't know Nessa was with Colin Kaepernick. What? No, for real. They've been together for a hot minute. Since. I just never really put that together. Mm-hmm. Um, They've but been together for a while. So, for those of you who didn't see it, just real quick recap. Um, I guess Janelle Evans was on Team Mom 2 reunion. Mm-hmm. And Nessa went to check her real quick. Like, listen, you're being very hypocritical. You didn't want anybody talking about you this way and what's going on in your life. But you did the same thing to my man. She pulled out the receipts. Because she was like, I don't even know your husband, which they're not married. But I don't even know him. And I don't know what you're talking about. So she's like, okay, fine. So she pulled up um, Janelle's tweets about 
Colin Kaepernick, she's basically just trying to school her and tell her, like, actually, this is why he was kneeling. You know, this is what's going on in America. People are getting killed. People are dying. And she was, like, basically trying to tell her, we know each other. I just would have appreciated it if you had reached out to me. Girl, Janelle starts crying, taking off her microphone. This is why you wanted me here. F all of y'all. Storming off the show. Oh, and so we laughed at her. <laughs> right. It's so hard. Girl, shut up. The Them white tears ain't working. Okay? She tried it, though, because it usually does work. It ain't working. Like, And then, you know, the producers was in on it because they queued up the screenshots. Immediately, Quick. she was like, well, you know, before <laughs> I knew Quick. it was on when she said, before we pull up the uh, tweets. Here we go. Uh, right. Exhibit A. Right. <laughs> Here we have what you said, sis. So and you, you going to deny what you said? This was really about her her feeling embarrassed. She yeah. wasn't prepared because she didn't know that that was going to happen. And so she was embarrassed and didn't know how to respond. Instead of uh, apologizing because that that works. I mean, if it's sincere, of course. Um, and just admit she that got she was upset. Wrong. Yeah. Admit that I, I was, didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know. And... I'm just going based off of what I'm seeing and how I felt about whatever. I'm, I apologize for offending you, not if I offended you, because clearly you're telling me that right. I did. And and being a woman about it and moving on. Right. Lots of people do not know how to operate um, that way, though. True. No, because it's it's tough, with, and especially in front of <laughs> a TV audience in the world. Yeah. It's hard to... Be held accountable for yeah. stuff that you probably don't even feel like you did wrong. Right. So I understand that that part is hard, but we all, in order to gain understanding from one another, we have to have hard conversations. Right. We have to be, because whenever you are faced with a situation like that, that is hard, and you're able to maneuver through it and grow from it, everybody is going to be better for Everyone. It. Because Janelle, you were wrong, and maybe from having that experience and actually just sitting in it and accepting that you were wrong and apologizing for it, that may help you in the future to not make rash decisions about shit you don't know nothing about and you're due to the fact that you are a public figure and you don't know who you're offending. I did do that. I did think this, though. Um, I think that her tears also came from the fact that she's probably already emotional. She, too, is going through something. And so she just used that as an opportunity to go ahead and finish getting it out, like with her husband and stuff, because... Crazy. So, do you think that if they did have a relationship, do you think that Nessa should have brought that to her in private? It depends on the dynamic of the relationship, but yes. Because if you say, well, you know me, well, then you know me You too. know me, right. And this is embarrassing. But I would have said that instead of instead crying. Of yeah. Yeah. I would have yeah, been like, well, good. if this that's is how good. you felt, yeah. Then you could have sure. told me this backstage. You know. Or you could have... We could have talked about, but see, she that ain't. would have been a good clapback, right? <laughs> she, right. <laughs> she she ain't. Exactly. Yeah, she 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 ain't got it like that. But that is a that's a good a good point to make. Yeah. So I feel like I can see, especially with her, she's immature. Mm-hmm. I can see her being embarrassed, but you were wrong. And then I can also see her feeling like, well, damn, you could have said this to me before, before we got on air. Like this, you you did it for the ratings. Not saying she did it for the ratings, but. Yeah, right. that's how it appears. Because just imagine if they would have had that conversation before, came to a resolve, and then got out there on the stage and brought it up and right. talked about right. how we resolved this. And that would have been impactful, too. I think so. But, hey, TV. 
Right. <laughs> it's the money game. It's the money game. <laughs> oh, speaking of clapbacks, since uh, we just brought up what a good one would have been, did you see the one of Auntie O? She posted that picture from graduation with the um, little white boy, and she was like, I don't know who this is, but he's happy to be graduating. And somebody came under the picture, and I'm paraphrasing, says something like, you should have paid off their college debt, you know, because of what we discussed oh, last my week. Oh, God. Auntie O had the ultimate clap back this week. She said, I've already paid $13 million in scholarships. Have you put $400 million through um, Morehouse? This goes back to what I always say into the song that I love so much. Sweep around your own front door. Is that, a, is that an aphorism? You know what? Aphorism? It could be. Aphorism. I, I think that is. Is that yeah. an aphorism? It is an aphorism. Mm-hmm. See? See, I'll be listening. You better pay attention to the listen, show, Courtney. Listen, I ain't graduate with honors for nothing. For nothing. Yes. Okay. I did not graduate with honors, president of my graduating nursing class. Okay. For nothing. Because she be knowing. You be knowing. <laughs> Sweep around your own front door, people. Take Woo. care of your own house, your own community before you come trying to check somebody else. Right. And speaking of clapbacks, I feel like, you know, one of our ultimate clapbacks as black women is to get our education and be about our coins. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just want to congratulate some outstanding ladies. Um, we're recording on Memorial Day, but when you hear this, it would have passed. But since we are in this phase of um, celebrating those who have made sacrifices for us, I wanted to talk about some ladies who are making sacrifices for us um, right now. Right. Um, so this past Saturday, um, 34 black cadets who are all women graduated from the legendary West Point Academy in um, New York City. Um, and so I feel like, you know, we congratulate, you know, the high school grads, the college grads, those of us getting our master's, going to law school and all that. But we rarely see people going up in the same way for our military academy grads as we do for just the traditional um, graduates. And so with this um, historic number, um, this is the most um, female African-American cadets that have ever graduated in any class. class. Um, The school was founded in 1802, and the first um, black woman did not graduate until 1980. Um, which was 178 years after it opened, which, mm-hmm. I mean, that wasn't that long ago. Um, and after they graduate, uh, they have to serve in active duty for at least five years, and I think they graduate with, like, a bachelor's in, like, communication or something like yes. that. Um, so, you know, hats off to them for, you know, dedicating their praise. life to service. Thank you, know? you so much. Thank you, ladies. Absolutely. Um, what else? I feel like there's other positive news. Oh, I know. So, we're, you know, we continue to keep Nipsey Hussle's legacy alive. And Puma uh, came out this week uh, talking about they are going to release the TMC collaboration that they were going to have with um, Nipsey. Now, there's not like a definite date, um, but they are going to release a posthumous collection. Um, they'll work with his estate to try to complete the projects that they were already working on with Nipsey. And Black Sam assumed control over Nip's estate good, immediately after good. his death. So I guess that translates to they'll be working with Black Sam, who really, to me, and this is just personal, and I'm sure other people feel this way, was the muscle behind uh, Aramis. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And that, because when you mentioned it, I kind of felt a little uneasy, like, mm, I don't know about... 
Right. But because... Black Sam. Then I'm okay with it because I just don't want this huge white-owned retailer to be able to capitalize For sure. off the life and death of Nipsey. Nipsey. Right. Because they went... You wouldn't with me shooting in the gym, okay. okay? But if it was already in the works, and so this was something that he wanted and they had already worked on, and his brother is going to take control over it, yeah. which means that the family is going to, you know, directly get, benefit from that. Then I'm all for it. Um, not sure when the marathon store is actually going to open back up. You can still purchase things online right now. They did clear up the parking lot because, you know, there was a huge memorial there, but right now Nipsey's car is still parked there. So, don't know how long, but they said that they're not moving it right now. So sad. Every other day. I'm like, dang, I don't think, any, I don't think anybody. I think all of us are just like. And it's like every every time I hear I'm just like, dang. It ain't right. Like, it still does not sit right. It doesn't no. sit well with me because it's just like. It is not well with your soul. No, because normally. how do we. How do we how do we say we want to elevate but we keep taking out people who are actually doing it fact you know it it sucks it does suck um but in essence of community black owned businesses I do want to talk about one Mm -hmm. so did you know that there was not a black owned bridal boutique in North Carolina until April of 2019 but all I see is black people getting married so I'm just like (laughs) you know I know you know I know because I was looking for one I was willing to fly to New York for the one that I like because there wasn't one here yeah and when you told me that there's one now I was so sad because I've already picked a dress there is a black owned bridal boutique that is opening now they've already had their soft opening in April and their grand opening will be at the end of um June can we go yeah, we maybe the end of June, and the name of the boutique is Gavin Christensen Bridal Boutique, and it's located in Durham in the historic Black Wall Street. Woo, woo, yes, at 125 East Parish Street. The owner is named um, Janine Cargo, and she's also an HBCU grad woo, woo. of North Carolina Central University. And her sons are the namesakes of the boutique, so I'm guessing Gavin and Christensen mm-hmm. are her sons. Um, and yeah, it's opening in late June, and you can visit them um, to schedule. Well, if you want to visit them and schedule an appointment, you go to their um, website, which is just GavinChristensenBridal.com, and then on IG and Facebook, they're Gavin Christensen Bridal. I'm so happy. That's awesome, because I have, I'm not planning on getting married anytime soon, y'all, but I have two, I have one boutique and one designer that I would love to make my dresses mm-hmm. or whatever I decide to wear, because, honey, I may... <laughs> I may give y'all a pantsuit. You never know. Girl, I said okay? the same thing. I may give y'all a pantsuit at one of the functions. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that I know that there is someone that um close, close, and you know, a sister and it's black owned HBCU you know, grad. Yeah, I may, you know, even if I got some friends that's getting married, I'm like girl, going down there to Gavin Christensen, right up, he can get us up. She get you straight. Okay, she get you straight. So I thought that was awesome to know because we, a lot of these bridal boutiques because this is a little known fact about me and if you follow me on instagram or if you're my friend in real life yes then you know this but i am obsessed with anything design related i don't care if it's bridal i don't care if it's interior design that i just i just love a nice aesthetic of whatever it is right and so um i used to follow like the knot and you know all these types of sites but when you see who they're posting 
that don't that's even, not, it don't even look like our bodies is gonna fit in them dresses. Right. Now there is, I think it's Muna Muna Luchi Broad or it's it's some some black sites that are, you know, are showing more up and um, coming. Yeah, up and coming, more black um bridal stuff. But, you know, it's good to know that we have someone that gets us and that we can go to and really get something to fit our bodies. Right. So check it out, y'all, if y'all wanna get, you know, get your little bridal game strong. Thanks for sharing that. So, so you did talk at the beginning of the episode about watching She's Gotta Have It Too. Did you finish the entire season? Because I haven't. I did. Okay. I finished it yesterday. So I could probably finish it sometime today. But definitely want to talk through that right quick. Yeah. So good. Yeah, so Nola good. Nola is so pretty. She is and it's beautiful. so good. It's so much better than season one. Even though people trash season one, I happen to have liked it. So this is like a bonus for me. I like season one. I just felt like the whole exploding ass was a bit corny. Yeah. But okay, the way that it the way that it came full circle in this season. Yes. It this was a lot more reasonable. To yes. Me. Okay. Um. But I feel like this this season was really good. First of all, I want to say this because. I mean, Spike Lee movies are just just the epitome of black culture. And everything he does is so intentional. It, I don't know if mm-hmm. you picked up on all, yeah. from like Malcolm X to like the Knicks to like Jordan to like yeah. Crooklyn. Well, I know you picked up on the Crooklyn yeah. stuff. So yeah. good. As soon as I heard one, two, two three, three, the devil's after me. me. I was like, <laughs> oh my God. So that really, that made me happy. Um, when I got to see Rosie Perez talk about yes. Mookie, that made me happy. I was like, oh, my God, it's Rosie Nostalgia. Perez. We just, we just need her dancing at the beginning. Right. You know, we just need a little, little two-step. <laughs> I wish I could record what uh, she's doing right now. <laughs> um, but, yes, I th- oh, even with them going to Martha's Vineyard, I thought about the Inkwell mm-hmm. and, you know, about how that it has been a black travel destination for um, – Yes. I'm not going to say for us. For, I'm going to say for the black elite because right. I ain't never got to go when I was younger. But – it it is a part you of could our. Go now. I could go now, but I'm not going by myself. I need a man to go with. Cause anyway, anyway, <laughs> anyway. Um, I thought that it was it was done really well. You can tell that they got a better wardrobe budget this um, season because Nola's Nola's outfits were on point. Yeah, she's a beautiful girl. I did feel like at the very beginning it was very soft pornish. Okay, it was it was intense at the beginning. I was just like. <laughs> Did they not really have that last season? I, I don't it was think like it was that, that intense with, with her and Opal. The men. No. Oh, Opal. Okay. Yeah, it was intense. I was just like, this is this is so You know what? I felt the way about Opal halfway through this. I don't I like her. like, come on now. I don't like her. But when I tell you one thing, that little girl, she reminded, she's like a, she was a little chore to boy. Yeah. She was so cute. Yeah. yeah. She was a cutie pie. And um, that really got to me. And then... Towards the end, because you know Spike Lee always has his sister and everything. Yeah. And um, towards the end, because um, you know Spike Lee's sister is her mom in the show. Yes. And she referred to her as Ladybug, and you know that's what the mom called Troy all the time. I was just like, oh my god, this is so so good. Good. I really enjoyed. It. I enjoyed Mars this season. I enjoyed. He gets on my nerves. I enjoyed um, Fat Joe. <laughs> Fat Joe is hilarious. He Y'all, did a good job. He did a good job. Truly, so. if you never watched it, definitely go watch season one and then catch up on season two. But if you have watched season one, you definitely need to watch season two because you're going to be pleasantly surprised. And even though we're talking about it on the show, nothing has been given no, away. No, I haven't given away. But one thing I do want to talk about, and it's kind of a spoiler alert, but not really. Um, 
them going to highlight the devastation in Puerto Rico yeah. with Hurricane Maria, I thought that was that was good too because just the the huge Puerto Rican um, influence influence and population community in New York. You yes. know they they have definitely more than contributed to the culture of Brooklyn, New York City, and you know all the surrounding boroughs. So I thought that that was aptly done I thought it was really good it was just to me this season was it was done really well I really enjoyed it I really like I know last time I had some harsh criticisms um but I feel like they did a a, a excellent job with this and I enjoyed it I was I even feel like I'm gonna watch it again yeah same same yeah I'm gonna watch it again um so before we move on are there any other things you want to touch on no Mm -mm. okay so Dare I say, we've talked about several of these things on the um, show before, and we've actually touched on a lot of, about community and about, you know, sustaining and, and what to do. I was reading a couple articles and wanted to share some information with you guys and then talk through a couple things that we really can do in the black community to help build the black community up. So it'll take, I didn't realize, but it'll take black people 228 years to close the racial wealth gap, yeah. which we've kind of touched on. And while blacks are like, or black people are building. Black are, people show. The black, black people show. I do. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Sorry. While black people are struggling to build wealth, um, we, we're still having to spend money. It's a requirement that we spend money to live, to eat, uh, all of those things, to keep a roof over our head. The black working class is getting worse. I feel like that's obvious. And black families are continuing to fall apart. Um, And millions of black men and women are continuing to fill the prisons. Mm -hmm. And so I, I know we've discussed like how long the dollar stays in other communities versus how long it stays in the black community. And I've expressed how I understand why. Because we haven't always had the businesses or the the number of businesses that other communities have. I think, like, they always say Asians, um, the dollar stays in the Asian community 120 times longer than in the African-American community. And I won't go through all the other statistics, but basically we keep ours the least amount. And so I want to go through some of these and talk through some, some things that we can do to make that situation better and the first thing my go-to is to go out of your way to support black businesses and to own black businesses Mm -hmm. well like if you're a person of color if you're a black woman or man like try your best to delve into entrepreneurship but even if you're not go out of your way to support black businesses is something that i know for a fact i do like now i'm conscious about driving past stores if i know that there is someone in the black community who has that product Mm -hmm. and buying from them even if it costs a little bit more i understand why and therefore i purchase from them yeah like look how everything is taken off with the lip bar yes now that's like mainly what i wear right like most like the lipsticks like it's so crazy like the lipstick that I use on a daily basis for my mattes, um, besides Ruby Woo, Ruby Woo, like that's just okay. That's the go-to. Okay, she's she's not going anywhere. But I use um, the lip bar mm-hmm. and Fenty. Even Fenty, my lip gloss girl. is Fenty, and I have um, a lip gloss that is from the lip bar. Right. And I make it a point to these are the ones that I'm going to buy. Yeah. And use. 
That's, right. that's all it takes. That that really, you're making a huge, and we t- you talked about impact at the beginning of the episode. Like, if you want to make an impact, buy from a black man or a black woman. Go buy, even if, like, say you shop at regular store like Food Lion, right? Pick a Saturday or two out of the month to go to the farmer's market and find some a black farmer to buy your corn and your strawberries from. Everything is a ripple effect. Every little bit helps. And a lot of times the farmer's market, it may be even cheaper. Right. It right. May be, sometimes it's even cheaper to buy there. That's right. You told a story about how like you wanted to work with somebody or buy a product yeah. from a business owner, and uh, but you couldn't use the products because... You have a sensitivity, and you reached out to that lady, and she made accommodations for you. Yes, and, and that's all it takes is to just be open because, oh, I got a um, aphorism. You know, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you, you don't, don't take. take. So I could have just looked at her, looked at her product, and been like, "Oh, it's probably good," because you know. This is one thing about the natural hair community. Y'all quit lying to people saying that coconut oil fixes everything. Some of us are allergic to coconut oil. Right. So I don't want to hear that shit. So when I was scrolling, I was like, I know this got coconut oil in it. Right. And I could have just kept on scrolling. But you reached out. But I said, let me just ask and see because I didn't see what the ingredients were. And I was like, let me just ask and see because it could be something else. And it was no, well, that's what it is. It was just like, just give me your full name. And when you order... Make you know, leave a note to say no co- coconut oil or what have you. And I'll make sure I make yours different. Mm-hmm. Boom. And now she has a customer. Uh, uh, Someone will probably continue buying from her, but just because she took the time out to make that accommodation for me. For sure. Um, something else that we can do to have an impact on our community is volunteer. And I feel like this goes without saying, but a lot of people have gotten away from doing it, whether it's like tutoring, volunteering to clean up the community. Like I I listen to the Ricky Smiley morning show a lot. And he talks about how like they used to live in the projects. And I had the same conversation with my mom not too long ago, how like when I was younger, like the projects were clean, you know what I'm saying? Because it didn't matter if you had to live in the projects, your mama or your grandma still was not playing that sweep this porch, sweep the floor, pick up this trash you know, and, and making sure that, like, you take your talents and you volunteer to help other children. Um, we just really have to get back to that sense of community. We discussed it on this show a ton. And you can have an impact in one or two children's lives, and it could literally change a whole community. And one thing that I recently had a um, conversation about is because I know the things that I'm passionate about, and I want to use my passion and my interest to directly impact those things. Mm-hmm. So I think that finding ways to volunteer that you actually enjoy yes. is how everybody's going to get the most, get the, the biggest impact off of your volunteerism. Not to say that you can't go to a soup kitchen, not to say that you can't, you know, donate to the homeless. We still need to do those things, right. but we have to find ways to give back that, we're operating in our gifts. That's a major key. And we are doing things that we actually like to do. Correct. Because then that way it doesn't even feel like volunteering. Like, this is just me. Like, this is what I want to do. And it makes me happy and fulfilled to give this information or to spread awareness about X, Y, Z. Like, this is what I feel like part of my ministry is. And ministry just does not mean, like, you get in the church and you preach hallelujah. Your ministry is your gift. That is what your ministry is. And that's why you were put here to spread that ministry, to help others, to benefit your community, to make someone else's 
life better, to shine brighter. That's that's what we have to do. So, you know, looking like if you like, uh, if you're into IT, find a way to donate to an IT program that, you know, helps underprivileged children. Or like if you're a nurse and you, you're adamant about heart disease, right. find out if you can partner with a local um, women's shelter or um, a church to give an in-service about heart disease or to, or to check blood pressures. Right. Or if you're adamant about criminal justice reform, volunteer with the Innocence Project. Like, find ways to use your gift and volunteerism to help people, because that's what it's about. I was literally... It's not, just, it's not for self-satisfaction. Oh, yeah, I'm over here giving out some food. You right. know, how people taking pictures of themselves. I'm going to wear it at the soup kitchen. That's not what it's about, sir. Right. I was literally going to say, it doesn't matter if it's something that you're used to getting paid for. Like, that could be your career, but then find time to also give it away to people you know who cannot afford you. Right. And that's what it's, you know, if you like sneakers, have a shoe drive. Yeah. I mean, there's there's so many ways. It can be anything. You can literally do anything. anything. You can do anything. Like, we talked about the natural hair oils. Okay, since you make natural hair oils or you make natural hair products, go to the women's shelter and just give some away. Mm -hmm. Because you know those women can't afford to go get their hair done. If you're an artist, you can draw kids in the community, like, looking like superheroes or, like, you know, find out what they're interested in and then draw them that way. Let them put it up on their wall so they they can see themselves in a positive light. Find these little kids that have these lemonade stands and set up shop right beside them. Like, okay, all your customers going to get a free picture today. Yep. You know how many more people will stop? Yep. Girl, that's a good idea. I mean, you know, just... It's, it's about, and because and, the, the reason why I'm saying this is because even like in my career, I'm realizing that it doesn't make sense to make money doing something that you hate when you could make money doing something that, that you, you like you to love. do. And yeah. you can volunteer doing something that you like to do as well. And as quiet as it's kept. Okay. Another aphorism. aphorism. Um, you start volunteering your time to do something, and what you do is you put your talents on display. So let's say you have a career mm, in something. Yeah, if, if, if gotta you gotta get a Willow Smith. Exactly. Yes. Mm. <laughs> say you have a career in something, and you don't really like it, but you're good at it, and that's what pays the bills at home. But you're out here volunteering your gift. If people see you operating in your gift. They find out that you're good at it, and then when they need to hire someone or know someone who needs to hire someone, you're the first thought. Because she does it good, and she likes. she's out here doing this for free on her exactly. free time, so I know that she'll take money to do it if she really loves to do it. Exactly. Anyway, um, something else is be hesitant to sell, and by that I mean property. So I think that a lot of times in the past, and I I do believe that we've become a little bit more knowledgeable, but we see the dollar sign and it's like, we need this money. And so we take the money for our house or our land. And then you find out five years later that it's worth like three, three million dollars. I would be sick. Um, But just be hesitant to sell because really what we're doing that, what we're purchasing property for and kind of like how we were talking in the middle of the episode about policies. It's for our posterity. It's for our children. It's so that we can help build generational wealth. Yeah. And um, and even it goes back to like when we're talking about she's got a habit. That was another thing that was highly, um, highly planted in that series. And I think about how, um, when I was, I have um, some family that is from um, New Orleans, mm-hmm. and we were just talking about how, you know, we wish, you know, we had enough money to, like, go buy property in Louisiana. And I know I mentioned it to somebody, and I was like, man, if I had enough money, like, I would have me a place in, in New Orleans, um, in Louisiana. 
And um, they were like, well, why would you want to live there? And I'm like, the way that you're making that face, there are white people who are like, oh, yes, feel that, feel way. that way. So I can go to here and buy all this stuff that was yep. demolished, and then it'll be three, four, five million dollar homes and can't none of y'all live in it. Yep, like, with a history. With a history. That is why. That's why we should want to preserve those those places. And when we use our gift, it doesn't make sense to, and this is just, and I'm even, I'm saying this because I am struggling with this within myself, where I feel like it doesn't make sense to go and pay for all of these fancy degrees to just in essence, separate yourself from the community that got you there. Woo, child. You have to, you, you, I'm not saying you got to move back into where you live, but you have to find ways to reach give back, back yes. and reach back to that community. Because if everybody that has, you know, an ounce of sense has left, what about the people that are there that, that can't leave? Girl, get out my notebook. I just had that conversation with one of my friends right before you and I started recording. Like, I want to do some things at home. Do I want to move there? Not necessarily. I don't have anything against it. I love my community, the community that I grew up in. But I definitely want to impact right. it. And especially because I, I know that little girls who look like me, I didn't have someone to come back and impact people who look like me we need it yeah and um I, I mean I say it all the time I always say well these kids they don't got nothing to do that's why and I'm just like one day it says to me it was like okay well you keep saying that what you gonna do about right. it you keep saying they don't have anything to do you keep saying they don't have a mentor you keep saying that they don't have xyz then what are you gonna do about it because you right. keep saying it boom just got a business idea let's chat oh yeah I listen and I want to give a shout out to um somebody who who did leave and come back her name is um Miss Edna Michaels she is a graduate of Winston State University, mm-hmm. um, and she used to be. Um, she was a teacher, and then she started doing um, substitute teaching. So she was my substitute teacher when I was growing up. And her son Jonathan and my—he's like my brother. Um, him and my um, cousin Kino were, were like tight, and Jonathan ended up going to Central. But Miss Edna used to run a place called the Center, and that was our place during the summer to where. We went and we hung out and we jump roped and listened to music and had candy and snacks. They would take us to the pool and all kinds of stuff. And she didn't have to do that. Yeah. But she did. Mm-hmm. And that has always stuck with me. And it made a huge impact because not all of the people that were there, but for but for the most part, a lot of my core group that had that, we all doing good. We yeah. all are successful because we were allowed to be kids. We were allowed to have a safe space while parents or whatever was out being crazy. We knew that, okay, every day we could go to the center and ain't nothing going to happen to us. This is, this is our place to be. So I just want to give a shout out to Miss Michaels. Thank you, Miss Michaels for creating a safe space for my friend. Um, go to go to your community or city council meeting. This is important because this is where the information is. We don't show up, and so we don't know what the five-year or the 10-year plan is for where we live. We don't know where transit systems are going to, to be. We don't know where they're doing all the building, where the real estate is going to, you know, the cost of real estate is going to jump in two or three years. But if you go to those community meetings or those city council meetings, you will know and knowledge is power. You need the information so you know how to move. Was that an aphorism? I mean, no, but we can make it into one. <laughs> <laughs> and with that being said, my next one is be unabashedly vocal. 
and unabashedly black. Exactly. Stand up for the people who look like you because so many others are not. When you start to stand up for people who look like you, for your community, and for your own personal interests, it might bother some people or make some people uncomfortable, but they have to stand up and take notice, especially if you continue to show up and you start bringing more people into the fold. Um, You know, one person, you know, just sounds like a squeaky wheel, but if you have 10 people, well then, now you have to pay attention to that interest. Say it. What? It's the aphorism. I don't know. The squeaky wheel gets the oil. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So I'm like, I know you know it. You know it. (laughs) Pay it forward. Buy a college kid a tank of gas, a book, a meal. Mentor them um, because we're stronger together. And when you mentor younger people, like they grow up and they change the environment in which we're all in. Yeah. Um. So you don't know who you're gonna have to lean on whenever you're a geriatric. Um, and sometimes it may be those same kids that you ignored along the way Mm -hmm. Um, because they grow up and they have professions too and you don't know if they're going to be working in the rest home that you're working in. Right, and speaking of rest homes, if you're a barber, go to the rest home and shave some of these men, cut their hair. Yes, that's a good idea. I'm I'm telling you, when I used to, when I was getting my CNA license out when I was in high school, that was some of the, those were some of the best conversations I had when I was, when I would have to shave my client. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, and you wouldn't think that, I mean, even, like, it even made me feel good to know that, like, okay, he's going to be looking sharp when I get done. Right. Like, this is this is good for him. Like, you know, they just talk to you, and it was, it's a really, a really good experience, and it's very fulfilling. So, I mean, if you're a hair stylist, go do some of these, go roll, you can go roll these little old ladies' hair. They right. don't want nothing but a roll set. Ain't, you can, ain't that it? You can do that, or if you're, a, if you do nails, go give them a, a little manicure. Mm-hmm. You know, you give don't them a manicure. give them a full set or anything. No, just, just foul them and give them a little clear them. polish. Ain't like, that it? It's not going to hurt you, but if you're, this is something that you already know you like to do, yes. you can use it to, to help somebody out, and like you said, someone can see you there doing this with a residence and be like, hey, I'm having a wedding can you do right. the, the whole bridal parties i mean you never know what might could happen I'm, you're cutting off your own blessings oh. uh okay okay um what else um listen so this is a, a problem that a lot of people i know have uh, listen when people from other communities whose dollars stay in the community longer and by that i mean they ain't black but listen when they're talking because they will give you some major keys if you just listen. Girl, she's got to have it. Have you got to that part yet? I haven't. I ain't going to tell you then. Okay, I'm going to watch it today. Though. Um, But but Nola got that firsthand. No, for real. Like, it's true. Oh, she, wait. You're talking about whenever the dollars were taken away? Yes, I did get to that part. Yes, because it's just like, sis, calm down. Right. Calm down. I understand her anger, though. I understand you her anger. You just have to be willing to deal with the ramifications of what you've decided to do, though. Right. Like, I was okay with that decision if she was okay with it. If I she was, was okay, okay with, with it, outcome. but she know she need she know she needed that ten thousand dollars. Well, that's why she uh it, okay never mind. She, she know she needed that ten thousand. That was ten thousand dollars. Yeah, but if if they are not being you know a vulture, if right. they're really there, and and that's the thing that um that I had a conversation with this about with my friend yesterday. My friend Leslie, she's white, and her and I were talking about how at her last job, she hated it. And one of the reasons why she said she hated it was because it wasn't number white people there. Mm-hmm. She was like, and that's not, I like 
a mix of people. She was like, I like to feel like every it's the it's diverse and everybody is included and working together and like getting along. She was like, I like I yeah. like differences. I like that's what makes things work because Interesting. you yeah you look at something different than I do. You may have a different experience. If everybody if everybody's experience is all white and privileged, where what are we doing? Right. Um. And you can't grow from that. No, you can't grow from that. And you know. You and I talk about this all the time, and I even have to check myself, like, when it comes to, like, voting. Like, we all need to vote. But if we're not having conversations with these white women who are changing the vote Mm -hmm. and driving the votes, how are we going to... We have to have people to sit at the table as allies to help. Right. But we have to be able to open up that conversation to, to have it with them. Right. And so the issue I see a lot of times is... Some people will be like, I, I don't, and I understand. Trust me, I understand. But it's the, I don't, I don't want to be around them at all. Period. And it's like, okay, but you know what I'm saying? That's they obviously <laughs> are right. They're obviously operating off of a privilege that we don't have. But since I don't have it, I need to know whatever gems that their parents have been dropping since they were younger. Like, I need to know what they are so that I can help close the gap for my own community. Right. And I, there's a coworker of mine that I had an opportunity to work with who came into town last week that I consider a friend as well. He's neither uh, black nor white, but he was just talking about... Um, you know, like going to school and like the differences between like not pulling in enough black people. He told the story. It was really good. And then we just talked about like working in environments where there aren't a lot of black people. Like you really miss out on a lot of the creative process and perspective that's needed to take your business to the next level. And that's why you end up with these crazy ass campaigns that everybody be going off about because you don't have somebody there right. to challenge whatever it is that you think is okay right and because if you have people there they would instantly be like no no and if you are in the room that's exactly what you need to do don't be in the room and then be scared that you're going to be kicked out of the room you're there for a reason speak Mm -hmm. up that's why they want you there Mm -hmm. because that's a costly mistake that could be avoided right as a matter of fact if they make the mistake and you are in the room they're probably side-eyeing you like why why didn't you say nothing nothing? right Um, broaden your global perspective. That's very important. Something about whenever you have an opportunity to travel, like, and I know everybody can't afford to do it. I really do understand that. If you can afford to send somebody else's child or bring somebody else's child along, try to allow them to take advantage of that. But if you have, there are people that I know who feel like they can't travel, but what they'll do is they'll spend their money on this when they can take a trip for the same amount or maybe like, a hundred or two hundred dollars more like if you just sit this activity out or if you don't go out drinking with your friends you could actually you know fly to wherever for mm-hmm. the, for, for three days it's you don't want to eat price. at home though right <laughs> you but, don't want to cook but when people broaden their global perspective it really puts you in check it makes you a little more humble um and everything is not black and white america it is not and um, take a trip to the right place, and uh, you'll just change how you operate. And every and everywhere outside of America is not a third world country. I don't Fact. even know what that means, but it's not okay. Yeah, what does third world mean anyway? Third world, like super poor? Is that super? Because we got some super poor places it's in America. Third world here. Like okay. if you want to be real about it, you got people sleeping under bridges outside in below freezing temperatures. I would say that that's pretty third world <laughs> to me. Yes, if it has a definition. We have one of the richest countries in the world and one of the worst maternal mortality rates. And this is supposed to be advanced medical care that people right. are receiving. 
So, I mean, come on. Not so much. Not so much. This is a big one for me. Crowdsourcing and crowdfunding. Um, As we begin to build our wealth and just to give it like definition, it's the practice of obtaining information or input into a task or project by enlisting the services of a large number of people. It can either be paid or unpaid. Like crowdsourcing does not have to have money involved necessarily. Um, And so community or business-minded colleagues, if you're using them, then it becomes cyclical, right? Because if you're using colleagues of yours that you, whether you call them friend or they're just associates of yours that you trust to do business with, Say, for example, me, you, and like three other women. So it's five of us total, right? Si, senorita. We all have five different business ventures that we're interested in doing. I might have one idea, B, but the four of you can help me source information Mm -hmm. and source funding to get my um, goal off the ground. Say we all came up with an obscure number like a, a million dollars, like... We all want to make a million dollars. Do you know how much easier it is for each of us to make a million dollars, totaling five million, if we all help each other get there? But we we have we. It has to be less about being afraid to share ideas. Yes. And afraid that somebody's going to steal your ideas. Yes. And also on the flip side of that, having genuine intentions right. about helping the people in your group. But we can always get like Beyonce. You want to party with the queen? You got to sign Sun- the Okay. Okay. That's all it is. Like, okay, we're going to work together and Tiffany. all business. Right. <laughs> I need you to sign right here saying that you're not going to disclose or use this property information in any other business venture. Thank Facts. you. And then we can move on. Exactly. Ain't no, ain't no, ain't no fun that the homies can't get none. Facts. Let's just keep all above board and legal and move on because that's how they, that's how they be doing it out there on the golf course. Okay. Oh yeah, have your have your people reach out to me and send me that NDA. Okay. So many people like, <laughs> that I have networked with recently, I've been watching their stories, and this does not make me feel any way. And actually, oh, other than happy, I'm like, it's a it was a realization for me, like a snap. Like they've been working everywhere except for in a corporate office, mm-hmm. like getting business done. But I mean, like in Mexico, in Puerto Rico, in Cuba. Just like, oh, working by the pool. I want to know what that life is like. And really, it's encouraging to me. Like, black girls are really doing this. Let me let me figure out how to get on board as well with my own business venture. Not doing what they're doing, doing what I want to do. But that is that appeals to me. Crowdsourcing, crowdfunding. Right. You can make it happen. And then one of my final points is for us to give ourselves... And our community some grace. So whether you're the one who like has it down packed already because you see that you have these people who have this elitist mentality where it's like, well, I have arrived. Mm-hmm. And then you have people who are still trying to get into the game. Um, just remember that those people still trying to get into the game are operating off of disadvantages. Um, people who have arrived operated off of many disadvantages, maybe not them directly, but their parents or grandparents. And all I'll say is if you're still trying to get in the game, you just cannot allow yourself to feel defeated. You can't allow it to defeat you. Right. Um, and remember that we have to go as a, t- a team. The time for philanthropy is now 
Um, you can really do it at any level. Mm-hmm. I mean, B, you talked about several things that people can do, whether it's, you know, going to the rest home and giving people a shave or, you know, a roller set, manicure, things like that. I love the idea about rolling up to a kid who's selling their lemonade and doing pictures for their um, customers. Like, that's an amazing idea. Um, and when beginning to participate in like when we begin to participate in our own biological community and like interconnecting yourself with the network around you Uh you become part of the mosaic even if you don't get to see the picture so just trust the process and help us close the gap yes because it's needed mm -hmm. and as a bonus embrace your own culture and your own traditions but that's all another story for another day that's all I got that's to say. Good stuff. Just wanted to share those things, some of those thoughts that I was having over the last few days. With that being said, what was funny or inspired you this week? What was funny to me this week is, um, is it DC Young Fly? That's his name, right? Yeah. So my friend sent me this um, video of him. Now, I don't know who this man is, but it's this little older black man that be interviewing these people, and he is like a pro. Trump down to the ground, okay? Okay. And he basically interviews... And he's black? Yes. And he interviews people. And so, he interviewed D.C. Young Fly. Okay. And it was just it was just a pure mess the entire time. D.C. Young Fly is an idiot. And so, he was asking him about, like, what he would do if, you know, he's seen a Muslim, and they said, he said, Alu Akbar pulled a bomb out, and he was just like, what would you do, ugly man? Like, <laughs> you know how he is. But yes. the whole interview was just foolish, because I'm like, both of these people are, first of all, this Trump man don't even deserve to be interviewing nobody, but then you're interviewing somebody that is silly as hell, which made it even worse. <laughs> so, um, I watched it like three times and, and died laughing, so that was my funny for um, this week. What about you? So, mine was more of an inspiration, and I won't get a chance to tell you guys the um, entire story. I actually feel like my good word came from the home, the North Carolina homie, Candace Bimbo, um, last week. And so, my inspiration comes from her. She's at it again. I know we told the story that ended up going viral about how, like, she baked that cake that time that the neighbor was being too loud. And so, she put up this week... Um, a few text messages from and I know you saw it um but she put up a few text messages from a girl whose I guess baby's father um gave her Candace's number and said that it was his number and to contact him so long story short it's memorial weekend it's the girl's birthday weekend and he was supposed to get the kids mm-hmm. so She's texting Candace like, hey, whatever his name is. I can't remember whether it was Anthony. I know there were two. I think it was Anthony. Yeah. Anthony, you know, stop hanging up on my calls, blah, blah, blah. You said you would get the kids. We talked about this. Just want you to keep your word. I'm paraphrasing. And Candace had to tell her like, hey, this has been my phone forever. Don't know Anthony. And the girl's like, do you know Mike? So I guess Mike and Anthony were supposed to be together. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, she was like, no, I know a bunch of mics, but in the end, Candace was like, that's okay, we're going to find him. So Candace puts it out on the internet. She's like, does he live in Winston? Because it was a 336 number. Yes, he lives in Winston. Girl, they found Anthony. They found out. Now, this is bad. You know, they found out that Anthony was in jail. Somehow, you know, was put in jail for the weekend or whatever. But ultimately, she couldn't go where she was supposed to go. She's a single mother. Mm-hmm. Candace goes back to crowdfunding, crowdsourcing, trying to help one another, right? 
goes out onto the internet and lets people know, like, dang, you know, we found Anthony since his weekend plans are made up, and people start donating money. And I could have the number wrong, but I know they got up to at least $3,000 and sent it to this single mother. Mm -hmm. She was able to have a good weekend with her kids, even though the plans fell through. She had a great weekend with her kids. She said she saved, put some of the money back, and did something to take care of herself. And I just thought that was so inspiring, so wonderful. And a testament to just how well things can go if you just take a moment to be kind. Yes. Yes. So that was my inspiration for the week. What's your good word? Um, my good word is, and this is for myself too, because I have a problem with this, and then I always end up having to go back and, um, you know, that little point, don't I say point zero two one percent that I'm wrong? Bye, um, B. <laughs> Goodbye. But check your biases at the door. Okay. Because you cannot operate out of your own experience and trauma all the time. Right. Everything is not about you. Right. And we do have to realize that although we as black folks cannot be racist, we can be biased. Right. And, and unconsciously it, a lot of times. Yes. To, to the detriment of ourselves, mm-hmm. to other people that may be trying to be allies to us or support us, and then in essence to our communities because we could be blocking someone from having a insightful, growing, learning experience from from someone who looks like us in the future. For sure. So check your biases at the door. I like it. Thanks for sharing that. Mm -hmm. My good word is to watch your mouth, and I don't mean with profane language. I just mean the way in which you speak to and about people. And this thought just came off of some experiences that have been shared with me, specifically uh, regarding like church recently in the way that Church people ain't always that nice, okay? And I know people will down other individuals for not going to church, but I know some people who don't go to church who are avid about being kind to others, being good human beings, and doing the right thing. And then you have people in, who sit in church every Sunday. <laughs> You're batting your head. Honey, I'm trying to keep my mouth shut. Talking junk about so-and-so's daughter shut. because she... You know, it's having a baby out of wedlock when you did too. Or talking junk about this young man or that young man. Meanwhile, your husband is cheating or you're cheating or, you know, and this is no judgment on anybody or anything that's going on in anyone's personal life. But just watch your mouth right? because you're saying negative things about people and you need to sweep around your own front door. Like I said earlier. Sweep around your own front door and, you know, and think about where you're if you are supposed, and I'm using air quotes, if you're supposed to be a representative of a church or some church, watch how you be on social media trying to talk to people and talk about people. Right. Because if I see you on social media acting a certain way and I know that you're an avid member of a church, I'm going to make sure I don't go nowhere near where you at. Because if you done been there that long and you still acting like that, something, something in the buttermilk ain't clean. Because... Something in the buttermilk ain't clean. Something in the buttermilk ain't clean because, sis, why are you acting like that? Right. Bro, why are you being so rude and nasty and condescending to people? That. You can do a lot of things. You really can do a lot of things. I'm not going to judge you whether you go to church or not. But when you start being nasty to people, that is a whole nother ball game. Because then, for me, that's really one of the only things that makes me go, oh, you're not like the Christ you claim to follow. Okay. Matthew 7 and 5. Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam of thy own oh, eye, mm-hmm. and then, then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mote out of your brother's eye. Right. <laughs> Hallelujah, won't he do it? 
Won't he do it? Got got several good words. Listen, sitting here judging people and acting all ugly all over the internet, but then want to be up talking about some happy Sunday and ain't God good. If you you don't get out of what did I say? Acting ugly and looking ugly too. Acting and looking ugly. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, child, I didn't got upset. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to upset you. Is there anything you don't want the people to forget this week? Yes, I don't want you to forget to follow us on IG. Yes. Apple Podcasts, yes. SoundCloud. Like our um, podcast on um, Apple. On Apple Podcasts. Share, tell your friends. Do all of that stuff. Like, we we like interacting with y'all. So, that's what I want y'all not to forget. Don't forget to be following us or whatever. Or whatever's. I don't want you guys to forget that Ma comes out this week. I definitely have to see it. When they see us, shout out to Ava DuVernay, comes out this week, which we've posted on um, our Instagram. So, yeah, that's going to be great. You don't want to miss it because we're going to be talking about it next week. Um, That May is practically gone, you guys. June is approaching. Juneteenth is approaching. That's my favorite holiday. So, you know, if you guys have any programs coming up, know of any programs in your community, share them with us or, like, share how you guys celebrate Juneteenth. And if you never have, it's never too late. You can start in 2019. Um, What else? Oh, and I don't know if anybody in here or listening is a Todrick Hall fan. Mm-hmm. If you remember Tiger Call, like some, now he dances and sings with Taylor Swift. But before I knew that about him, he was the <laughs> right. He was the person that was doing the Beyonce montages. Mm-hmm. Dope, just dope. I can't even explain how amazing they were. Courtney be in here. Eat, Courtney be eating sushi right now, and it looks so good. Um, but he came out with a new album this week called House Party. House spelled H A U S. You know. And my the new favorite, exactly. And um, <laughs> his song "Nails, Hair, Hips, Heels" is hitting, and he's actually going on tour. I wish I could go whenever he comes to Georgia. I think I'm busy that day, but hopefully, I'll be able to make one of uh, those because I'm sure it's going to be dope. Well, you know, next month is Pride Month too. Yes, and it's just black, in time for Pride. That is a pride worthy song. Mm-hmm. Oh, perfect! Mm-hmm. Pride and black music. Mm-hmm. Boom. Um. You know, you guys can find us on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you find podcasts, wherever you're listening to us right now. Um, Any last words? No, girl. I ain't got no last words for the people. I'm all worried about. Okay. Well, I appreciate you guys. We appreciate you guys tuning in week over week. I'm a girl named Tiffany. And I'm Courtney B. In the words of Nipsey Hussle, remember to hustle and motivate. Until next time, we out.